hello, hello. It's your girl, Jazzy Cash, back for another episode of the Hustle and Shine show. My series is Heart of a Hustler. I'm glad you guys are here today. Today is going to be an amazing show. We have so much to talk about. It's only 10 days to the end of the year. Can you believe we made it all the way through 2021? We're still standing strong, still pressing on for another year, another chapter. And I'm so happy you guys are here tuning in with me today. I have some great gems to drop for you. Um, we have a jam-packed show. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be talking about long-term goals. Now is the perfect time to start planning. I mean, if you already haven't started planning, today is the day to start. Um, mainly because today is 12-21-21. That means that it is a cosmic energy shift happening right now. It is the perfect time for you to manifest your goals. It's the perfect time to attract abundance in everything that you're trying to manifest. And it's the perfect time to really solidify what you plan to do for the next year. So there's magic in the air. The holiday season is here. You know, it's a lot of things going on, the hustle and bustle of getting gifts. But the main thing I want us to focus on is the gift of living in the present, but also planning for our futures, planning long-term goals to make sure that next year we're in a different place than where we are today. So you can mark this day as the first day out of 365 where next year when we get to pay uh page 365 i should say in your chapter of your book of life we want to reflect back on how far we've grown what we've changed some of the things that we're no longer doing and be able to assess like you know if we're proud of where we are have you been naughty to yourself or have you been nice you know do you deserve to celebrate because if you're in the same spot as you were last year maybe there's some more work you need to do and you need to start trying to progress more by setting long-term goals so i'm going to get right into it by firstly shouting out some diamond first of all i want to shout out all the gems and gents that are tuning in today that's who i want to give my my shine to today i want you guys to be proud of yourself that you made it this far in the year that you're alive you're healthy i hope and that you are here today because we're going to talk about goals you want to exceed you want to succeed more you want to progress so shout out to you thank you so much for being here with me i have a special guest excuse me i'm excited you guys it's been like a month and a half since i've talked to you so excuse me if i'm trying to calm down my excitement but anyways i'm gonna um get right into our New Year's, my New Year's resolutions. Firstly, I want to talk about some of the changes that I've made going into the new year. I've actually moved back across the country, back to the East Coast. I made some really big sacrifices. You know, it took me a while to really see that this was the step that I needed to make. But if I really wanted to get serious about my goals and what I'm trying to do for long term, I had to make some short term sacrifices and that's what it's all about when you're making long-term goals sometimes in the short term you got to sacrifice maybe time money you know hanging out with your friends you might have to sacrifice some things so that you can stay focused and get some things done so mainly the one thing that i'm changing i'm in a new area i just started a new job you know i'm doing something more in the hospitality industry i haven't worked in that industry so there's a lot of changes and a lot of new things that are going to catapult me into some of my longer term goals just by making some short term sacrifices. So um, mainly the reason why I made that choice is because one of my long term goals for this year, I'm tackling down and really trying to buy a home. Long term home, uh, long term goals mainly are like investments. Um, if you want to you know, move, you have to save, if you want to buy a house, um, if you want to start investing for retirement, you know, those type of things are like long-term investments. So that's what we're talking about, the importance of putting some money aside so that you can make larger purchases or secure your future. So um, yeah, the main reason why I moved back is so that I can be more stable be around my family. I was gone for a long time. So I wanted to make sure that my relationships with my family were still strong. And just because I made that decision, I sacrificed a lot by moving back. I was blessed with the opportunity to 
enter into a field that I've been looking to get into, which in my longer term goals, let's say five years from now, I plan on doing more in that industry. So that's just my New Year's resolutions. And that's why I want to talk more with my special guest about the importance of long term goals, because I'm doing something new. I've never bought a home before. I've never had to save up for a home. I don't know what the process is like. So I wanted you guys to chat with me with one of my dear friends, Dejourney Womack. I'm going to introduce her in just a second. You guys will get to meet her and learn more about all that she has to offer and talk about today. But firstly, I just want you guys to know that Dejourney has been very impactful in my life. She has I've seen her be a makeup artist, a mom, and she's getting into another career field now. So she's going to talk about some of the New Year's resolutions that she has and the sacrifices that she's making in order to secure a better future for her and her family. So no longer ado, I'm going to introduce Jajorni to the Heart of the Hustler show. Yes. Hey, girl. Hey, Jazzy. Thank you so much How for are having you? me. No I am problem. great. I'm excited to be here. Yes, yes. So how is it in Vegas? How's the, how's it going? Vegas is good right now. We're super cold right now. I'm pretty sure you're more cold where, where I am, but I'm not used to it being from LA. So it's a little change for me, but I'm yes. getting used to it. I heard yes, you talking okay. about your New Year's resolutions, and I love that you were talking about making sacrifices because, of course, we do need to make sacrifices, especially coming into the new year. Um, one of my New Year's resolutions is to add more life to my days instead of days to my life. And basically what that means is I created a life list of things that of goals and things that I wanted to achieve. And one of those things was becoming a real estate agent. Um so I'm a real estate agent in the Las Vegas market. Um, and basically what happened was I was doing makeup for 11 years, as you know. And when COVID hit, I just said, you know what? God gave us all time to sit down and focus on our goals. So I took that opportunity to go ahead and dive right into the field. And here I am. And it's doing good so far. It's amazing. I'm loving it. Awesome. Um, yes, that's exciting. So that's a big change, you know, working in the beauty industry to now working in the real estate industry. I'm sure you've had to do a lot of training and learning about that. So tell me more about, you know, you making that decision. How long did it take for you to find out that's what you wanted to do? Well, you know, I've always had a side passion for real estate. My mom was a real estate agent in L.A., so I've always had a passion for just the architecture, going to look at homes, going to open houses. Like I'm not even planning to buy right now, but I want to go look. So I've always had that passion behind it. I got into wholesaling while I was doing makeup before COVID happened. Um, and then, like I said, when COVID did happen, it gave me the opportunity to go ahead and get my license. Um, but it definitely has been a big sacrifice, you know, because I'm so used to being in the beauty industry, like you said, being such a creative, but this also just gives me another outlet to be creative just in a different way. But okay. it did. Tell it, me more it, about wholesaling. Say that again. Wholesaling. What? Oh, wholesaling Tell me more about the wholesaling. I haven't heard of Oh, wholesaling is when you re you're basically reassigning a contract. You don't need a license for it. So you're basically working with more investors and getting them really good deals on properties, properties that um, are like ran down properties or absentee owner properties, things like that. And you're getting your investor a good deal and you collect a profit for assigning the contract. Okay. So purchase a home, you're saying? Oh, I can't. I'm sorry. You broke up a little bit. So you're basically saying uh, that's a way you can get into real estate without having to actually purchase a home. You can do wholesaling. Um, it's a way to be in real estate without having a license. Okay. Okay. So gotcha. it's not purchasing gotcha. a home. But you work with so you, you work with the person purchasing the home. So for example, if I find some, an absentee home, right? And I reach out to the owner and I say, hey, I want to buy your house for 200000 And you're my investor. And I contact you and say, hey, I, find you, I found you a really good deal for about 150000 
and I've offered already 200,000 for that house and I go ahead and collect the profit in between. That's what that is. I see. Okay. That makes okay. sense. That makes sense. Sorry. We, can, we can get more into that in a second, but um, but that's really cool. I want to talk more about that because later on, I think it'd be best for us to talk about some ways that people can, you know, earn income from the real estate industry and, you know, use that as a business as well um, right. to, make, to earn different sources of income. So um, if you don't mind, I want to talk more about like, like different sources of income. Um, mm -hmm. We talked a lot about the sacrifices and discipline, but what I've been studying lately is just like different sources of income that can really bring us closer to financial freedom. And real estate is one of them, but one of the main ones that we all pretty much know about, and I'm just going to get right into it, um, is earned income. So right. earning income is kind of like what I'm doing right now. I had to start at number one. So there's seven sources of income, but there's really seven steps to financial freedom. That's what, how I like to look at it. So the first step right. would be earned income. Having that nine to five, that steady source of income. Now you are married. So, you know, you are basically putting together two people that that's a benefit. A lot of people don't understand that being married puts together two incomes. And so instead of you guys having to have these seven steps, you guys can kind of work together to move up the ladder a little bit faster. I love that about right. you and your husband. You guys work together and you guys, you know, he may have more of a steady income at some points and you may, but together you guys, you know, keep everything running. So that's exactly. a, it's a partnership. A, 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 that's a trick. You know, a lot of people don't understand that marriage is not just something on a piece of paper. Like it's teamwork that takes, you know, and the goal should be teamwork financial freedom. As well, exactly. You know, yes. I was going to say a lot of people don't realize, you know, you mentioned um, financial freedom and one of those things is budgeting and stuff to build your wealth. So when you do have two incomes, like you said, for instance, me and my husband, a lot of people would live off of both of those incomes. And one thing that people don't do is usually budget to live off of one of the incomes and you can invest the other income and put it into your mm. goals and things like that. So you can get there faster. Mm. That makes and I think that that's one thing that people miss a lot. And that's where I'm saying. So the first step is earned income. So maybe somebody has a nine to five or a job, but even more, it's better to also have the second step, which is profit income. So mm -hmm. let's just say, you know, you and your husband, you both are entrepreneurs, you're both self-employed and you both are bringing in profit every month. That's another source of income. And if you can make enough with your profit income, or if you need to have one person that has a business and one person that works for a job now as a married couple you have earned income and profit income so those are the first two steps to financial freedom you know having a nine to five but also having a business is bringing in profit every month i try to aim for if you're going to have earned income in order to afford a house what you have to make like three times uh your salary is that right um, well, you do have to make three times your salary. Um, it is a requirement also for even rentals. Wow. Okay. The rent. So the mortgage, I'm saying the mortgage, however, you can afford three times your salary for whatever your mortgage is. So that, you know, most people make less than a hundred thousand and most houses are 300,000 or more. So depending on where you're at. So, you know, I'm just like, in order to really afford a house, most people kind of have to make like $100,000 almost, you know, or have two family income. Right, two family incomes. And I think that goes back to separating, you know, your income from your net worth also. From because your net you can, worth. I mean, so tell me more about that. Right, so your net worth is also the, your assets and things too. It's not just your income. So it's speaking on all the things that is bringing in income, even though you might only have that hundred thousand, that's not your net worth. So you would still be able to afford the home. Okay. So, okay. So we're talking other... about net worth. Right. Okay. So that's good to know. So it's not just your salary. So it's all the assets that you own more so. 
Correct. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Okay. It's a little You're, delay. So excuse up a little bit. I can't hear you right away. I feel like there's a little lag in between. I'm sorry. Okay. No worries. We're going to get it together. So, yeah. So the next source or the next step I like to talk about profit income, the importance of owning a business, you know, even if it's just an online business, it's a great way to, you know, increase your income. And if you have a two family household with both of you having an online business or some type of business, it's another stream of income that can get you closer to financial freedom. But more so the next step, which I really want to talk about um, is with you, like you are a business owner, you and your husband are business owners. Tell me some of the benefits of like buying a home as a self-employed person or how you can, you know, have a business through real estate. Uh, well, investing, of course. So having a business with real estate, of course, you know, you have those people, the first home time home buyers who might just want to have their home and have that as their forever home. But you also have those people that would like to invest after they get into their home and they see that they're making equity or gaining equity in that property. Then they're like, OK, I want to get more properties. And that's when you come into investing and rental properties and things like that. So that's when you can do the business side of it. And you can even dive further into it and do multifamily and Airbnb units as well. Oh, wow. OK, so that's good to know because I really want to, like I said, get into real estate, not just as like a first time home buyer in my forever home, but I want to make income from it because right. like I'm saying, the next step we're already got through, okay, you have a job, you have a business. Now the next step to your financial freedom is interest income, which is pretty much when you own a home and what you're saying when it's um, appreciating in value or those type of ways that you can earn interest from it with it appreciating, you know, that's another source of income. So kind of like what you were talking right. about with wholesaling, um, right? Uh, well, wholesaling would be different as far as that. Now, what you're talking about is gaining equity. And I think another thing to touch on with that is even gaining um, the financial freedom of living mortgage-free with multi-unit or not even necessarily with multi, I'm sorry, multi-family, not even necessarily with multi-family, but even with single um, family homes, you can rent out your um, garage or something like that and have them pay for your mortgage, things like that, so that you can have financial freedom. Because wholesaling um, isn't purchasing the home yourself. Okay, I see. Yeah, that would be more of the profit income. Right. That's that just to make a profit. Like a right. Exactly. That would just be a, 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 another um, source of income for you to invest and purchase your own property. I get what you're saying. So now that exactly. makes even more sense. So if we make that profit as wholesaling, now you mm -hmm. have more capital when you're going to be exactly. investing into because buying a completely home. Yes. Okay. So now it's making more sense for the home. Got you. Got you. That makes so much okay. sense. Okay. So one way to get into real estate, into buying long-term investments is wholesaling. That's something new that I'm learning. Um, maybe if you're interested in that, it's something you can look more into or contact your journey. You know, if you have more questions about wholesaling, that's a great profit. It's a great business that you get into before you start purchasing your first time home, uh, your first home. So I love that. Okay. So now that we're talking about long-term investments, earning earning some profit, some income from your long-term, your in. Um, let's just talk more about the benefits of being a first-time home buyer. Like, um, you know, what are some benefits of being a first-time home buyer? Um, well, first of all, you're not renting anymore. <laughs> so I would say that um, getting into home, you're gonna build, you're gonna get equity. In some in some cases, you walk you walk straight into equity. Um, it's potentially lower mortgage than what you would be paying for rentals. Um, the tax benefits, appreciation. Um, what else can we say? Um, I would. I mean, honestly, just in the equity alone, that's what it's for. Because you want to be in the appreciation. That's right. how you're you're gaining your wealth. And keeping those properties. Right. 
So, okay. So we kind of talked about how you can earn income with the profit income. It's an interest income, but let's talk more about like how you can actually earn rental income. Cause that's the actual, like after we get, I'm going to go into more steps in the sources of income, but like, how can I start to have my first time home, you know, buy my first home and then start making money from like renting it out. Cause where am I going to live? You know, those type of questions come up in my mind. Like, so if I'm a first time home buyer, what are some ways that I can actually like live in the home, but also rent it out in some ways? Right. I think, well, depending on what kind of loan you have, it does require you to live in the home for a little bit. Um, and that, that's why I'm saying if you are required to live in your home, you can rent out maybe another room in your home if you're open to that, or if you have a garage or something separate, you can rent that out also. And then what I would do personally is charge majority of my mortgage to rent that out. So that way you can be living rent-free. Oh, rent-free. So the goal is to ultimately, right, mortgage-free using other people's rent to pay your mortgage basically that's right. the pretty that's the goal i would think in real estate not that's just living it yeah say it again you broke up i'm sorry yeah you were kind of breaking up i'm sorry i hope it's clear for everyone else um but um we're dropping some gems here i'm loving it and you know i'm learning a lot just in this 20 minutes that we've been talking about it, you know, wholesaling right. you know, is a great way to earn profit. Buying a first time home is you can walk right into equity and you can actually own a business by renting out these properties. Now that we have companies like Airbnb, you know, you can earn rental income and you can also have a business. You know, I, I have a friend that started property management. You know, when you mm -hmm. are owning several homes, you can actually start to help other people with this process. So that kind of gets me into, I'm not going to talk too much about it. And Airbnb it. is another uh, way that you can definitely, we touched on that really quick, but I think that Airbnb is one thing that instead of monthly rentals, uh, long-term rentals, it's, to me, it's better, the short-term rental, because you have a potential to make even more than you would on a long-term rental. Right. And that's the great thing about Airbnb as well. You don't have to rent it out just for like a month or a week. You can even rent out your home for a day. And, right. you know, although there comes with the cost of cleaning and upkeep, but, you know, it's definitely a way to even make more money on, you know, well, rather than having someone live it. Right. I was going to say, even when you think about it, even with just the cleaning cost, you're it, it's basically nothing when you think about the damages that you will receive from a long-term rental and the cost that it right. would call to repair that, to get it ready for your next tenant versus someone just being in there from day to day and the little cleanups that you have to do. Your property doesn't really get that much damage if you really think about it. Unless That's you have true. someone crazy coming through there having a party, which we don't allow. <laughs> right. Right. But now they don't even allow that on there. Way more from Airbnb for sure. And that's kind of like where I'm heading with it. Like I already, like I'm starting this job. Okay, boom. We got the first one, earned income, profit income. You're telling me more about wholesaling. That's something. And also I've been talking to some business investors and people that want to invest in homes. So wholesaling sounds like something that would be great for me to get into right now and start while I'm working using some of my right. extra time that I have because I'm going to have a lot of downtime with this job. I can be looking for homes that aren't occupied and some of these investors, I know like working with contractors and things like that. And then I'm basically the middleman putting it all together and then I make an income from that. Okay. Exactly. So that makes a lot of sense. I love that idea. It's a great we're trying to get strategic plans of how we can get wealth, you know, how we can build up our communities. And one way that we can build up our communities is to buy back the block. You know, that's why buy I'm so focused. On it. Okay. Like we had, we got to have ownership. We can't just be it's renting. So important we got to start own. We got to flip the script and we got to start owning and renting out our properties 
to other people. But, you know, the first step is for us to get aligned and get a plan of what it's going to take for us to do that. It's going to take some sacrifice. You know what I mean? We might have to, in order to really build up our communities, we have to come together as families and live together sometimes mm-hmm. so that we can, you know, push each other right. up. I think you know, it comes down to us being educated too. I think there's so many misconceptions when it comes to first time home buying. A lot of people have a misconception that you have to put 20% down or you have to have a certain credit score. And honestly, when you really look at it, it's a shame because it's harder to rent right now than it is to buy. Because when you look at the rentals, I mean, they require a 620, 640. I've even seen 680 credit score when someone can get approved for a loan at 580. So it's crazy Mm. when you really think about the misconceptions behind first time home buying. And then it results in people renting because they're uneducated about what it actually requires to buy your first home. Right. And that's really why it's not right. And that's why I want to I wanted to have this conversation because, you you know, I just feel like financial literacy is something that we just lack in our community. And if I want to talk about the heart of the hustler, we got to get to the root of the problem. And the root is we need to be educated on how we can make money work for us. You know what I mean? How can we not have to be working? That's just the first step. They don't even tell you that. Once you get into these long-term investments, you won't need to work for somebody else. Once you get into what I want to talk about now is um, dividend income, owning a business, not just being self-employed, but being a business owner. That is the Mm -hmm. next step. You know, once when you're making these, like she's saying, $50,000 from flipping a home with wholesaling, now you could actually turn your business into a corporation. You know, you're make you have enough capital and you don't really have it that much expenses, you could actually b- become an S corporation or a corporation and begin to make dividends, you know, from people who invest in your business with you. So you'll have shareholders at this point. You have people that are investing in with you in these business opportunities. And now that's another source of income that you can make by outsourcing the profits to your different um shareholders you know so that with more investors more shareholders the more properties you can buy the more income that you're going to be making because you don't really have to sit there and do it as much you don't have to be that middleman because now you have a whole team that are looking for properties and all you have to do is to put that investment up now you become the investor right you know? about creating those relationships so, so you have a whole team looking for properties and deals for you yeah, and you hit on the head. The team, that's the benefits of being a business owner. You no longer have to get out there and do that hard work like you would as a self-employed person. Now you have a team. And the goal for financial freedom, I call it freedom because you are free to do whatever you want. You're free because you have that wealth. You built up, you worked up those steps. You know, you've gotten to a place where you're comfortable because one, you got your rent paid, you know, your mortgage paid, you know. You're, you have several properties with investors where they're flipping it for prop, uh, equity, income from the equity, all types of ways that now, now that what we're on like step five, dividend income, sorry, step four, now, like we were already talking about rental income is the next step. You know, you already, you're getting, you have all these properties now, you have investors that are working with you to buy these properties, fix them up, sell them or rent them out, whatever you guys are planning to do with it. Now we can get more into like how we can actually use this rental income to um, increase the value of the home or sell a home Mm -hmm. or put it back into the property. You know what I mean? Not just because a lot of people, they they have to purchase. Mm hmm. Not just That's moving into the home, but why do you want to have the home? What is the goal? What is your long-term goal? Do you want to invest? Do you want to have those rental properties? Because some people, like we said, we have those people that just want to move into the home. But when you do want to invest, and another thing about couples too, when you do want to invest, you want to make sure that you're working with a realtor that is going to educate you and let you know what makes your process easier. Like you said, if you want to purchase a few homes and you have a partner, well, it's up to your realtor to educate you to let you know, hey, you should go on this first property and then your 
partners should go on the next property. So that way you guys can get to your goals faster because you don't want to attach yourself, both of you guys, to one property. Say if you have a property that's 300000 you don't want to attach both of you guys to that $300,000 property when now it's going to make it harder for your partner or yourself to purchase your next property. So it's good that's to separate. That's a great point. Because I know there's only one first-time home buyer. You're only a first-time home buyer one time. And they give you, exactly. you know, grants and things for that. So, yeah, you're right. If you have a partner, it'd be best for you guys to do it separately. One person buy the first home as their first-time home buyer. And then you do it. And I know there's, like, benefits. Like, isn't there, like, a lower interest rate when you're a first-time home buyer or something like that? Yeah, so when you're a first-time home buyer... Um, you put 3.5% down. You don't have to put, that's why I'm saying there's so many misconceptions because a lot of people think that you have to put 20% down. You can get in at 3.5% down. Now, if you're both both attached to that property, like you said, the next time you buy, it's not going to be your first time when you could have had your first time home buy and then your partner could have had it as well. But also even outside of that, it's harder to get approved for that loan the next time if you're not purchasing with cash. Mm. So it just makes home. it a little faster. It just makes it a little faster if you separate it. You don't have to both be attached to the mortgage. Okay. What were you saying about paying with cash? I missed it. You saying if you pay with cash the next time? Well, because when you pay with cash, you don't have to go through the loan process at all. So of course that's faster. That's all I was saying. That's better. Okay. It's better to pay with cash. cash and yeah. Okay. And that is possible. Like you're saying, if you're doing wholesaling and you're making big profits on that, and you're not having to put up that big investment. You could, by the time you get to your first home, you have a lot of money that you could probably pay in cash. Well, I think it would probably be best if you do the first time home with a loan, right? Because you get those benefits. Exactly. Um, and then you can go well, ahead. A lot of first time home buyers don't have cash to put up for a home. Right. Most right. of America doesn't have cash to buy a a home right away the first time right but uh, there are benefits to adding a mortgage you know it could it could increase your credit and then like we said like that's a, a way for if you live in it for a little while for one you're not paying as much for more uh, rent that's the first benefit but then after a while if you're living in it like you say you could rent out a room rent out a garage and then now your your mortgage is free mm -hmm. so it's kind of like okay first you're paying less than rent now paying mortgage but the goal is to not pay mortgage at all still have these homes that you're doing wholesale and you're building up capital so your next home you can do it all over again and not have to pay any interest on it because you paid it in cash or if if it goes right. up in value because you were able to invest back into the home and make renovations now you you know your your, your equity has gone up and that's income right there if you sell the house right that's really cool. Okay. So I'm going to ask the audience, you know, if anybody has any questions, we're going to be talking more about, you know, just building our communities up for the next 10 minutes, 10, five or 10 minutes. Um, so you guys have any questions about the home buying process, feel free to drop them in the comments. Now, um, I want to talk more about, you know, Ways okay. that us as black people in general, you know, black families, what are some ways that, you know, real estate can really help our community? Like, I know for me, I feel like real estate, like buying land or, you know, these one way that I foresee the black community um, building up. So tell me more what your goals as a realtor, like what do you see for the black community or is that your aim to educate the community? Of course, always to educate our black community. I think that one thing that we have to do is to, to, is to invest in our own communities as well. Stop moving away from our communities and building, buying up the block, like we said, building our own block up instead of saying, um, I hear a lot of talk about gentrification for instance, anyone, um, anyone can come in and buy a house, flip a house, and make the community look better. 
that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And we can do that in our own communities as well. Right. In the black communities in or in some of these um, where it may seem poverty or I feel like it's important to rehabilitate those areas. Um, you know, I definitely think that in those areas that are predominantly black or Latino or whatever your community is like, you should definitely reinvest in, in rehabilitating it even and then not gentrify it. Like you said, like we have to live in our communities and and just build it up from the inside out, you know, like buy the land, build up the homes, upkeep the homes, take care of our communities, pick up the trash. It's going to take all of us to make our communities a better place, you know. And that goes back to us all being educated as well, too. And looking out for the deal, you know what I mean? And not missing the opportunity, looking out for those deals in our neighborhood and being able to purchase in our neighborhoods and knowing that it's not out of reach. I think that that's, that's all it takes is right. looking for those deals in our neighborhoods and let, let's stop letting other people coming to our neighborhoods and getting those deals. Because what happens is, is all of these big, huge corporations, all these eye buyers, they come in and buy up our communities and they turn them into rentals. Mm. So it's up to us to take advantage when we do see those opportunities and purchase. Yes, absolutely. So I think it's the main thing for me in this conversation. I want us as Black people to get more into ownership, you know, stop being comfortable with just renting because it's a bigger picture. You know, we have to own more so that we can provide more for our communities. We can build up each other. Um, we don't have these landlords that are up in the rent every every year, kicking black people out of our communities, buying up these properties, um, you know, and only renting it to certain people, certain demographics. You know, it's our responsibility to take care of our own community. So home ownership, financial literacy, all of these things are at the heart of the hustle in my eyes. Um, you have to understand, you have to have a plan. You have to know what you're working towards, what your goals are, and understand that you're going to have to sacrifice a little bit. You may have to work a job and have a business and be buying a home all at the same time so that you can reach your long-term goals. But on the back end of that, you're going to be making income. You're going to be um, you know, making income from equity, making income from owning a business you know, in real estate, and also rental income. So then you're relaxing, you're chilling, you're steps closer to being financially free. So, you know, thank you so much for all this information that you shared today. Like, I feel like I've learned a lot. I hope I've broken it down so that people can really understand how simple it really is. In a year, I'm going to show how you can go through step one, two, and three if you really focus, if you really have a plan, you really have a goal that you're aiming towards and with people like Jajorni who can give you these great advice and tricks that most people won't tell you, you know, most people are spreading misinformation. It's going to take 20%. It's going to take 15% down when really as a first time home buyer, depending on who your partner is, depending on how you guys work it out, you could guys could afford two homes if you really wanted to and start making income quickly depending on where you buy so anything you else you have me you're dropping gems girl i love that you know <laughs> you're taking the steps because it's very important for us to have these steps so that we can have our generational wealth and pass it on and and that's the goal yes absolutely thank so, you so um, much. let everybody know where they can um contact you your phone number or email um if they're looking to get some more information of course, you can always contact me on Facebook at Sold by Jejerne. I'll type it in the chat here. And yeah, reach out and we can have a free consultation. Okay, I'm going to type it in here. Right I got in. It. Perfect. Yes. And my Instagram will be coming soon. Unfortunately, my Instagram did get hacked. So Instagram will be back up running soon. Yes. Yeah, so that's been very unfortunate. She had like 13,000 followers. But, know. you know, sacrifices. That's what we're talking about. Something goes on. We'll build it back up bigger and better. 
bigger and better. And those are the type of things that happens when it's time when you're making changes, you're going to see some things that you might have thought were going to be there have to fall off. So she worked hard for it and it served its purpose for its time, but it's new chapters, new beginnings. And I know that's going to be even bigger and better. So congratulations for so everything much, that girl. you're doing. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. I know you have to run, but talk to you later. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> All right. Let me fix this. Thank you guys for joining me for that conversation. Like me personally, I really wanted to know more about the home buying process, how I can move up this ladder of financial freedom much faster. Um, I don't want to be working for somebody forever. I don't want to be, I really don't want to go back and work a job. But the great thing is I was blessed to get into the industry of hospitality because that's what I'm aiming for. I want to start renting out these homes. I want to start doing it like a hotel, you know, Airbnb allows you to start renting it out on a daily basis. I do plan on going back to Las Vegas, somewhere where it's very centered on hospitality and luxury. So that's my goal. That's my, my new year's resolution. I've already started this year planning for that the first step was me coming back home so that i can lower some of my expenses because that's what it's about that's some of the sacrifice that you're going to have to do you know you're going to have to cut some of these expenses you have a goal say for instance for me my goal is one year which is 12 months i'm giving myself to save i have to really understand like what are my expenses every month what can I get rid of? Maybe I need to stop eating out every day. Maybe I need to, you know, cook in the house and meal prep so that I'm not, you know, tempted to go out and buy some fast food, which can add up. You know, I do that a lot because I'm always busy. So it's certain things that I'm trying to knock off for this year that I know that if I sacrifice and just cut those things out for a little while, it can really catapult me to where I need to be um, because I've been self-employed. I've been only depending on profit income and I've been making it, you know, I've been able to not have to pay my bills and still having money coming in. But in order to save more faster, I got to increase my income and lower my expenses. So that's what I'm doing right now. That's my new year's goals. Um, like I was telling her in order to afford a $3,000 house, you pretty much have to make like a thousand. Um, with all your assets, with all your business, you know, net worth, she's saying. So, yeah, for your business, say you're making 5000 a month, that's not including the expenses. So that still will work for you. So if your business requires a lot of expenses, that's okay. As long as you're making that profit and that income is coming in, that's what's going to show when it's time to go get a house. So um, really focus on building up your business while you're working a job. That's the main way that I think that it's going to be possible for people to really afford those homes that are going to be able to be rented out for high cost. Um, you know, if you have a home and, you know, you have all these amenities and things like that, you can rent that out for more on Airbnb. And those are some of the things that I'm looking for. So talking about sacrificing, we talked about setting goals. Um, the last two steps in the process i'm going to talk a little bit about it i was going to have another guest to tell you more about it but i'll probably save it for another day since the topic is so important and so popular right now the next um sorry the next step is capital gains and that's when we're really getting into stocks some people have already started talking about stocks and that's great However, I do believe, you know, there's steps to this. So you can start investing in stocks, but honestly, you're really not going to make that big money until you invest a lot into stocks. You got to have that, that capital. You got to have money that you're okay with not touching for at least like five years. So once you have rental income coming in and things like that, I suggest getting really into investing your money into the stock market. Um, if you do have a business and your business is now making thousands of dollars of income um, and you are now a corporation, you could also sell um, stocks in your business if you've made it to that point. Now, that is the goal. We don't want to play small. We don't. When you play small, you stay small and we're going big or going home. So 
eventually we will make it to capital gains. We will, as black people, be able to have business that is on the stock market and you're making even more money. Now, some people don't even realize that you can make royalty income now. I've been looking more into stocks and NFTs. NFTs, those non-fungible tokens. Now people, designers, uh, graphic designers are making income from their art online in this virtual reality. That's the, the future of it. So there are ways that you can make every each source of income and get to your financial freedom with educating yourself. So learning about real estate, learning about stocks, learning about these new cryptocurrencies and different ways to exchange currencies, all of these financial literacy terms are going to be things that we're going to need to know in order to reach financial freedom. As black people, you know, we don't necessarily love to learn, but if you do find a passion for learning and educating yourself, there is no limit to where you can go as far as freedom. Um, as black people, I believe that is still our goal. We are still enslaved in a way because we haven't opened up our minds and freed it to all the knowledge that's out there and free to us. YouTube, Google, I mean, there's no limit to what you can learn now. So the more we educate ourselves on finances and making money work for us, um, investing in long-term investments like homes, stocks, life insurance, retirement funds, those type of things are things that we can pass down and really build up our communities and build up generational wealth and eventually get us closer to financial freedom. So um, I know that you guys have been tuned in. I have a few people that left some comments. Um, let's see. Yeah, just everyone's loving the information. Um, if you guys have more questions about this or I would suggest you guys contacting me, um, getting a consultation and see how we can create a strategy to get you closer to financial freedom. I help businesses um, on the lower level when they may just have a job and they have their business. But the main thing that I'm getting into in my career is I want to educate us more on the next steps. So in order for me to educate, I have to educate myself. And that's why I'm learning as much as I can about long-term investments, stocks, NFTs, um, cryptocurrencies, real estate, all of these things that are going to allow me to help my community build each other up in so many different ways, whether by educating, providing houses, employing people. These are the way that we're going to be able to build up our community as Black people. So thank you guys so much for being here with me. Um, I wish you all the best in your New Year's goals. Um, if you're still here, drop in the comments what your New Year resolution is and tell me anything that you've learned from this conversation. Um, if you are looking to buy a home soon, tell me more about what process you're in, what's, what pro uh, step of the process are you in? Are you still you know, planning like me? Or are you actually out here looking at homes? Um, I hear that it takes about a year to really go through the whole process. So from saving up, you know, to getting a loan, getting approved for the loan, um, to finding a realtor, finding a home, you know, going through the, the home buying process with signing the papers, you know, it can take a lot. It can be very stressful. And it's going to take you having a plan, knowing exactly what you want to do knowing why you're doing it, because it's a big purchase. You know, you're going to be spending thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on something. And you want to know, like, where, why am I doing this? My goal is to make money from it. I'm not necessarily trying to buy a home right now just for me to stay in it for 30 years. I'm not just trying to pay, go from paying rent for the rest of my life to paying a mortgage for the rest of my life. Like, for me personally, is to... Uh, earn income and work my way up to where I don't have to work. I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is build up my team, build up my community. And that's the goal. That's the American dream for me. You know, one day I might buy properties outside of America and expand even more. So we got to have a plan. Now's the time to get, get started on tackling these goals. Um, so 
that's what I, that's, that's all guys. I mean, I wish I had another guest to tell you more about stocks or talk to me more about stocks. One thing I can say is that it is the future. These cryptocurrencies, if you haven't started learning about it now, I suggest that you start learning about it now because we're at the infancy, infancy stage of it. It's going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, just like the stock market, you know, there were laws that had to go into place to regulate it. And that took time. But in the beginning stages, if you know about finance and money, you know that people were getting extremely rich in the beginning stages when the stock market came out. So don't miss this opportunity to learn all about the ways that we can make money now. Like with the digital age, we are in a whole new world. Um, you can't get left behind in the traditional way of doing things. In every aspect of my life, I'm educating people about this digital age from having an online business to making money from your phone to sleep, making money in your sleep. You know, that's, that's the power of the digital age now. You don't have to actually be awake. You don't actually have to be somewhere physically in order to make money anymore. Like we have phones, we have technology, we have this that I'm talking to you guys. You don't have to come live and see people. So as you can see, things are shifting more towards digital. So digital currencies, cryptocurrencies, stocks, um, we got to learn about that. Because um, otherwise, we're going to be stuck in this rat race of just working a nine to five, trying to build up a business as a self-employed person. And those are the ways we got to be corporations. We got to own homes. We got to rent out these homes. We have to have multifamily units or apartments, you know, that we own because otherwise we'll never make it to these higher levels. We're just going to be stuck middle class. Um, that's that's the key. That's the secret. This is the gym. You know, that's why it's the hustle and shine show with the diamond writers. We are diamonds. We are going to give you all of this rare information that other people aren't going to tell you. We want to keep it real with you because we want you guys to shine. We don't want you to have to hustle forever. You know, that's why my show is called the heart of the hustler, because I like to get to the real of what's holding us back. What's making us have to hustle harder. Because I don't believe in hustling harder. I believe in hustling smarter. So educate yourself. You know, learn about how to make money work for you. Don't work for money. Make it work for you. And you'll see that in the long run, you're going to be free. You're not going to be stuck trying to make it, trying to pay bills, you know, build, you know, your paycheck to paycheck. One day you won't be getting a paycheck. You'll be signing the paycheck if you stick to your plan, you stay focused and don't worry about having to sacrifice some things for the short term, because in the long term, even if it's not for you, if it's for your kids and your kids, kids, sometimes we just got to make sacrifices. We've already sacrificed so much as a community. Now it's time to start buying back and taking our power back. And the only way to do that is to educate ourselves. So that's why I'm here today to get the conversation started. Hopefully with 10 days left in the year, you guys will start, you know, getting more serious about what your plans are. That's just my plan. I want to make money from Airbnbs. If you want to just buy you an apartment, you know, and rent it out to your family members, and you just want to give your family members the opportunity to save up and not have to pay so much rent, that's what you could do. It's all up to you and what you want to do. If you are married and you have a partner and you want to buy a first-time home and they want to buy the first-time home or you have a partner that has a business and you work you guys work together to bring that income up and, and you'll work together as a team like we've been saying teamwork make the dream work you know and as black people we all should be on the same team we all should be working towards the goal of lifting our community up you know giving our our, our people an opportunity uh, with jobs, with a place to live, a way to save some money, just some advice. You know, it doesn't hurt to give anybody advice. So every month I'm here at the Hustling Shine Show giving advice, dropping gems for free. You know, it doesn't cost me anything, but it could cost you guys everything if you don't take advantage of these opportunities, you know, so. I want you guys to um, drop some gems. If you enjoyed this, share this 
a video with a friend who you, who may be in the home buying process or this needs this message of community and understanding that the sacrifices that you're making right now are going to pay off you know stay focused and just remember that the more you know the more you can grow so keep learning keep educating each one teach one we got to keep passing it on to the people who may not know this information and yeah i love that i'm going to actually pin this so chris says i hope one of your next videos is going to be on the importance of life insurance and the wealth generation tool it is i actually have a person who i have in mind to talk about this um, because life insurance is another long-term investment today we just talked about the home buying um steps in progress that's just one one way that we can build generational wealth wealth but life insurance is another key that people don't even really understand that is the way that other um communities let's say white people you know they get ahead and they keep that wealth in their family because when they die they're not making gofundme accounts they don't have to worry about that not only are they paying for the funeral but they're getting money you know heirs you know, if you've heard people will have get heirs, their heirs to wealth because of their families and the decisions, the sacrifices they made. Maybe only thirty dollars a month, fifty dollars a month, hundred dollars a month at a young age. You pay that, and say you die in your your sixties or your seventies. Now your kids and your grandkids are set for life because you sacrificed a little bit of money, and it's really nothing. This the earlier you get started with life insurance, the better. And just like all these other steps, the faster you can move up into these different steps of income, though that $50 that you're paying for one life insurance policy isn't going to be anything. You have several of those policies. Next thing you know, when you pass away, you've got millions of dollars that already are catapulting your kids. They don't they might not have to do the earned income. They earned that income by being an heir. You know, they could skip right through that part, have a business, buy a home. And now they're way closer to being financially free than you were just by investing in things like life insurance. That should be the first step you do rather than buying a home. You know, that's one of the first ways that you can start investing into your future with little money down. So I definitely do want to talk more about life insurance. I want to talk more about stocks. I want to talk more about other long-term investment tools that you can use to build wealth as also um as a generation tool so thank you so much chris for that input i think that would be great advice so outside of this you know go ahead and start looking up if somebody's been reaching out to you about life insurance i have a friend on here i don't know if he's still here france uh justin he's in life insurance as well i have a few other people i'm sure we've all seen people talking about that um but another thing I'm going to talk about, I think we're going to talk about it either, I think we're going to talk about it in January or March. I'm not sure, but I definitely want to talk about some ways that you can use um, retirement plans in order to become self-employed. If you're looking to move from the earned income stage, um, some of the tax deductions that you can do, retirement accounts that you can use in order to get out out of the working for someone stage and start building up your own company on your own without having to work for someone so there's so many different tools that i want to share with you guys and gems but we only have a little bit of time thank you guys for joining me today um share this again like i said with somebody else who you feel like needs to hear this message but for now we are finished with the Heart of the Hustler show. Thank you guys again for joining me and see you next time. Leave me a comment and I'll come back after the show and watch it and, and answer it. I'm sorry. See you later, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.